probably better about like talking to a microphone. You do a really good job. I because I have my settings set to like close, like like the picture of the person in the microphone settings is like right here. It's like you. This is who I am. Yeah. Well, you. That's far away, actually. What? How close do I have to be? Like touching. Like pretend like this feels uncomfortable. Pretend like, like the like mic is a sweet out. quesadilla. Like hello, Jay. On a Saturday night. Oh my. <laughs> hey baby. <laughs> quesadilla. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you you and I have two very different ideas of sweet and sensual. <laughs> <laughs> that quesadilla, isn't it? Cody, I have a question. Okay. What is what is uh what is your take on passive income? I have strong feelings about this. You really want me to start with it? Do you want to start? Because I'm ready. All right, I'll start. I'll give it a backstory of why I'm asking this question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of these digital marketing and agency owner groups I'm in, the hot topic is passive income. And every time I see the word, I absolutely loathe it. Because what people mean by passive income is a way to earn income that essentially pays bills so you can go live like a life of luxury. It's almost like you read like the four hour work week and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I, I can make, you know, two grand a month and just go travel to Thailand and do nothing. Mm. And um, so these are nomads, right? They're like nomad group people that are that's yeah, where it's coming from. Because that's the four well, hour work week. That's that yeah, crowd, right? I mean, partially yes um it's it's been in the nomad group for a little bit but it's also like in just like the regular agency setting group too because the agency setting group does like um their idea of like passive income is like uh being a setter or a closer and then also an affiliate of someone else's marketing or coaching program or something like that and then you know it it, it, it's basically like an mlm but for digital marketing because it's just like Close, close people, and then you get like a commission on top of this, like reoccurring yeah, service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and um, I've started some uh, some waves in some of these groups lately because someone would comment like, "What's what's some passive income uh, channels that you guys have?" And I'm just like, um, zero because passive income isn't real. <laughs> and they're like, "Let me put my gloves on." Yeah, and then down. and then immediately from there they start talking about like <laughs> they started talking about real estate and crypto, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> tell tell me uh, tell me you don't actually have a passive income stream without telling me you don't actually have a passive income stream. Uh, oh, start out by talking about real estate and crypto. Cringe, very cringe. Uh, go, but okay, that that's that's the backstory. Now now um, give me your okay. hot takes. Um. Okay, before I say, because I want to really hit people with this, but before it, I want to say, um, I think one example, if, if you ask me, like, Cody, give me an example of passive income. Here's one. You patent something and you make a product, a bigger company comes in and says, hey, I like that. I want to make it. I want to buy it and pay you royalties for the rest of your life. You sell your company, you know, you keep the patent. Or they buy it with an agreement. I don't know how it actually works. Yeah. So this is this is like you get the mailbox money, right? Yeah. So that that's truly passive. Congrats, you did it. You now get the mailbox. This is Mariah Carey on Christmas passive income money. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. So that that is that's a thing, I guess. Um, Congrats if you do that. That's cool. But somebody told me this a long time ago, and I love it, and I think about it a lot, and I like to tell people these are my feelings. Um, there is no such thing as passive income, only neglected businesses. Yeah. I love that too. I've been using that lately now and it's, I've, I've been coining it as my own quote. 
Because <laughs> okay, to be fair, I, I asked you who it was from, and you're like, I don't remember. I'm like, great. It's uh, it's uh, what we call in the um, the marketing it's world. Now. Yeah, um, <laughs> was uh, it's a public domain. So, uh, yeah, no, it, I believe that though. Truly, I, I think that um, if you want to coast for a while after you build something and just ride whatever money you get from it, because there's more opportunity with it, or you're just happy. Yeah, I mean. If you work harder, you get more. If you're happy with where it's at because you wanted, that was the ultimate goal is to live a life and not worry about the business portion. But I, I do. I think nine times out of 10, when people talk about their passive income streams, they are neglecting their business. They're slumlords, right? That's one. Uh, they uh, have something that's slowly dwindling, like a site that's ranking that they're not continuing to contribute to. Uh, they have a converting campaign on autopilot, supposedly, until it's not. Um, there's all different ways, but they will, generally speaking, eventually die. Or it's just disappointing. <laughs> so that's maybe too opinionated, but I do. I feel that way. I think uh, when people say that, depending on where they're at or what they're doing, maybe they're patent trolls, right? That's another group. Ugh, I don't like you. I don't respect you. Oh, I don't. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so I like... The first thing that people kind of um, come back at me with is, uh, yeah, I have, you know, like real estate, for instance, like anybody who owns real estate or is in like a broker or an agent or like, a, you know, whatever, they will tell you that it is not passive income. Even if you own rental properties, they're like, yeah, well, we have a property management company that handles it. Okay. But you still have to write the checks. Like you still have to manage the, the relationship with the property manager. Like you still have to deal with tenants. You still have to deal with, um, you know, just the legalities of it all. And it just isn't. And at a certain point it can be, I mean, if you've got like a, like a multi multi million dollar portfolio to an extent, and it, it could be passive for a while, but eventually everything will, will crumble if you don't put some time into it. And, um, the other part was like, anytime someone mentions crypto regarding uh, passive i'm just like you're an idiot like like shut uh, up shake shut up like yeah this isn't the right crowd. uh yeah trust me i know plenty about crypto i also know about <laughs> losing six thousand dollars in crypto in 30 days so <laughs> yeah i didn't uh, see any crypto ads uh the, the super bowl this year didn't mm, see a single one yeah uh i didn't either and i'm happy <laughs> my my buddy matt was like because uh, I pulled all my money out of crypto in February of this year after I lost all that money, and uh, well, last year, and uh, he was like, "So you gonna get back into crypto?" And I'm like, mm, "Probably not." And he goes, "What?" He's like, "Bitcoin's on the rise," and it like rose like ten percent, but now it's back down. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, like I, especially with Bitcoin, like there, I just don't see a sustainable future for Bitcoin because there's no other use for it other than a currency. Whereas like something like like ethereum or something built on the ethereum network like yes that possibly but right now um i'm fine with yeah. building my wealth my, my wealth with real money yeah look if you if you're listening and you really want us to talk about crypto send us a message head up the website and say hey seriously i want your opinion otherwise i'm not going to get into it i that's just fair. don't but that's fair anyway. uh but um yeah so i, I get on the okay, whole speaking speaking of feedback Jake, we have to do this. This is this mm, is important. Mm, yes, we hey, have. Hey, you listener, leave us a review. Yes. Uh, Seriously, we're getting mad. Nobody's doing it. I know. Do you even like us? Yeah, I yeah. know. I wrote this down. I wrote down notes of what to say to people, to to you, the person listening, and one of them is 
you think, oh, it's fine because somebody else listening will do this. No, I'm talking specifically to you. This is like when you visit Wikipedia every year and they're like, oh, we need money because we're nonprofit or whatever. And then nobody gives them money. Give them money. Give us a review. I'm talking to you in particular. Yeah. We have, I mean, stop. There's no ads. There's no sponsorships. There's no upsells in this podcast. And and we're talking to you, Michael, Jeffrey, yeah. Randy, Greg, Sarah, Rich, Anne Marie, all of you. I hope I just blew some I hope I just blew someone's mind. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what are generic girl names? Brittany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jennifer. Um, Jennifer. Jennifer. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> you think Jennifer's a hot. <laughs> I there's a Jennifer that I like. Yeah, that's that's true. Although she's she's not a Jennifer, she's a Jenny. And then when she's a Jen, that's scary. I'm scared of Jen. Mm-hmm. So that's the alter ego. Anyway. Yeah, seriously, leave us a review. Um, and because something here's, I wanted, to, I want to talk about this. All right, go on. Our our email list is growing. Our reviews are not. What is up? Are you guys ashamed? You like don't? You're like, hey, I want to listen to their stuff, but I don't want to give any feedback. Stop it. And I don't care how you leave the review, like what your name is. Make a fake. Can we we can't say that. Make a fake account. I don't know how that works. Uh, I'm not an Apple guy. Change so your I works, but... name? I don't know. I'm not an Apple guy either. Yeah, be you know. Uh, I love pancakes. Thirty-seven, and then leave the review under that username or something. I don't care. Just give some feedback because uh, we we see the email list grow, but not the reviews. And I'm like, what's going on? Are you ashamed? Do you not want to talk about it? Is this a secret thing? We're not secret here. We're telling you literally everything. If you have questions, we'll tell you. <laughs> I think anyway, I think they're ashamed. Rant over. Leave I, uh, yeah. a review. I would be I'm upset. I'm upset. You know what else is shameful? Hmm. Uh, people think they need money to start an agency. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> that's the topic today, is it? Yes. Uh, so every time, um, and it kind of rolls into the whole passive income thing because um, I posted a really divisive post in one of those digital marketing agency groups, and it was um, uh, what was it? Oh. Uh, why is everybody in this group setting and closing for other agencies instead of just setting and closing for your own agency? And um, it got mixed reactions. Uh, I mean, there were some people who were like, yeah, like, it, you know, doesn't make sense. But then there are other people who are like, well, maybe because they just like the sales aspect of it. Then I'm like, then work in sales. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're really fooling anybody by setting and closing. Um because ultimately what they're trying to do is earn that passive income stream of like, you know, send out a million cold emails, get a hundred people to sign up and then, you know, earn that affiliate link or that affiliate revenue until, you know, eventually those hundred people die off. But the problem is I don't believe that there's a single like, well, that's not true. I don't believe that there are like almost any successful uh, affiliate setters and closers out there. I think there's about as many successful sellers and closers as there are successful uh, Amway sellers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it anymore. Uh, I I did affiliate SEO for a long time, and so beyond that, I just started getting into paid affiliate stuff too. But at that time, a lot of people were switching over to e-commerce, drop shipping, crypto, and I think that's where most of them are at this point too. With the change in the industry in general but uh i don't 
I don't know. Is so, that are those the same people? Is that the same mental crowd? I, is I yeah, need money to start an agency. Is yeah, that what it yeah. Is? No, it is. It is, and it's it's funny because. Um, so this this post it actually got um, someone to comment on it, and it got someone who messaged me actually about it too, and they said, um, "Hey, like, hey, I've never actually thought about it like that. Like, um, I've always figured I would do this to to build money for you know to start my own to fund my own agency." And I'm like, "What money do you need to build an agency? Like, it, we covered this in episode one. You literally need nothing. You need a computer and." Even that, you don't even necessarily need a computer. You need a, you need a phone. You need something to yeah. um, execute. But yeah, uh, you you remember my crappy computer? We made it to like yeah, you did Chromebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild. There's yeah, it's like hundred like like a Chromebook's like hundred fifty bucks. It's less than a phone. It's a ten, it's a tenth the price of a phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have I have pictures of my workspace over time and now it's finally gotten to a respectable thing where people look at it and they're like well that's cool but for a long time it (laughs) was not cool your keyboard (laughs) is is three times the price of your computer was back then yeah back when we started yeah Mm -hmm. that's true yeah uh Mm -hmm. but uh so i i was just kind of like what do you need like funds to start an agency for And, and some of them were like oh i need um to purchase software or like i need i need money to um like build a reservoir. So this is the only like actual good argument that I've seen. It was like, I need to build money for a reservoir to then leave my job and then pursue this uh, full time. Mm-hmm. And, but here, here's the thing. So this is why like, and, and the excuse was I don't have, you know, free time after my full time job. And my thought process, my argument to that is if you don't have free time to, to free up a couple hours after a job or after, after your work, you don't have time to run an agency because you're going to be putting in way more hours than you're currently working your day job it's trying to get an agency off the ground than you are uh, just putting in a few hours um, after your day job. So if you're not committed enough to, to do the extra work after work or before work or on the weekend, you're not committed enough to see this through to whatever goal it is you have. Yeah, nobody says that to me because they know what would happen if they did. And I'd say, get out. <laughs> seriously you just, you just I, point I just out leave right now i don't want to hear it uh because i remember earlier on having those talks where uh, people would say you know oh it's so cool i can't believe you go home and, and work after your day job i wish i could do that and i'm like okay what well, you can nobody's saying you can't you just don't want to which is fine i'm not saying it's bad that you don't want to but do you think i want to <laughs> that's what i always come back with like do you think I am at my job and every day I get done, I think, man, I cannot wait to get home and work more. I cannot wait until five years from now when my wrists are so wrecked that I have to go to therapy because I worked too much like a nerd at my computer. Well, to be fair, no one's going to be like that. Only you're like that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) No, I, but, I mean, at yeah. some points of it, it's fun. Like it's, it's fun to go out and, you know, go do your own thing, but eventually it's going to get tiring and dull and, you know, you, you might not see results for a year and a half, two years. And, you know, finally things will start clicking, but when they do start clicking, that's when you're putting in 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Across, across things, um, across everything in life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reading the four hour work week right now. And I'm not reading it because I give a shit about it. Like I'm reading it because that's what everybody else apparently reads. 
And so like I'm trying to understand like from the mental mindset of why people think that they need one passive income right away and two don't need to build a foundation. But so far through it, I'm like, this guy built his life because he built up a sports nutrition company um, and made, quote, $50,000 a month, which is half a million dollars a year. Um, he didn't do that by putting in a couple hours a week. Like he even says, <laughs> like, like I did that for like five years of putting in like 70 hours a week and working myself to death. Yeah, that's a terrible book that nobody wants to read, though. <laughs> if you said that, hey, go work five years, 80, you know, 80 hours a week. It'll be great. Someone's probably listening. We're like, I finished the whole book and you missed the whole point of that. I'm like, well, I'm not (laughs) impressed by it right now. Well, that, that is the point. That's the point is that the guy who wrote the book didn't, didn't do that from the start that you can maybe eventually get to that point. I'm not saying you can't, you can, if you want to design things that way, but you're not going to get there with that little effort is my general feels. How much money? I feel like I'm not being, I'm not being careful, but I'm just being angry today. I don't know why. I feel spicy. I, yeah, I, I think I want to be helpful somehow. What do I got to do? I don't know, but I feel like this is maybe it's just more of kind of like a, a wake up call for um for people who are like not taking action. For instance, like oh, I need to build up money, or I need to, you know, be free from my day job to start. And it's just like you don't you don't need any of that. Cody and I didn't. Um, we worked full time. We. Um, I mean, one of our early episodes, like in like the first 15 was, it's okay to grow slow, which is what we did. Um, mm-hmm. and we didn't need any money. Uh, we had our really, I, I started on a work computer for my full-time job, my work laptop. Mm-hmm. And so like, I wasn't even supposed to be doing that, but I did. Cody had a $150 Chromebook. Yeah. So it, if everything you do is cloud-based, you don't need software. Mm-hmm. I went for the Chromebook to something that was effectively a Chromebook. <laughs> it was like a Lenovo, like 11 inch thing. I loved it, but it was, it was tiny. It was not a good time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, if, if we're just talking in general about people who think that they need money to start an agency, uh, and the fallacies that they tell themselves. Um, yeah, you, I, it's, it's survivorship bias. What people say about this, because if they're the kind of person who needed to make the jump and then to half drown, in the pool while making the business work, they're going to believe that. And they're going to say, that's what you need to do. And that's what everybody should do. The people who build gradually while at their day job working. Yes. Yeah. Seven to 11, seven to two, whatever it is. Right. I mean, however you do it. Uh, one, it's not sexy. It's not fun to tell people do that. Uh, especially if you have wife, kids, a dog, a house, whatever it is, you know, responsibilities. Um, because, there's other talks that are going to have to go into that. You can't just disappear to your other life responsibilities. Uh, but yeah, you're going to have to make compromises and have hard talks and discussions to say, Hey, this is important to me and I want to go towards pursuing this for our future in general. Um, yeah, those, th- it's not, those people don't talk as much. I think they're more common, way more common than people think or give credit for. They're just not as loud because it's not as fun of a story. Uh, and, but those people, you know, they, they would say, I don't know, you're asking me. So I would say, yeah, I mean, if you are the kind of person, I guess, who needs to jump and do it, then you know yourself better than anybody else. Uh, and in that case, do what you have to do, but don't kid yourself and don't make yourself think that you're going to do things 
that you have no reason to believe you're going to do because you aren't even doing them right now. That's the big issue that I have is people who say, I'm going to go do this and you're not doing it right now. So what makes you believe that you're going to do it when you stop doing what you're doing right now? It's much easier to build the habit and transition instead of make yourself think that you're going to go do something that you aren't. I think I think if you've listened to like the first 15 episodes and then you've and you're also listening to this episode, you need to just like seriously stop listening to this podcast. Hey, you, I said that. Yeah, hey, I said that. You but, got mad at me. No, I didn't get mad at you. <laughs> I just said <laughs> I just said the only reason why we're doing this is because people listen and we like to. It's fun. But but what I'm what, what I'm saying is if you listen to the first 15 episodes and you're listening to this one now and you still haven't started stop listening to this like seriously i don't want you to listen to this podcast because yeah, you're true. just you're wasting your time if you've already taken action and like you're you're driving or you're you're um you can mm-hmm. listen to this while you're working like that's totally cool like great you're taking action i'm proud of you that's the whole point of this but you know if, if you're just sitting there like trying to amp yourself up like i guess this is the pep talk you need like mm-hmm. seriously do something and yeah and if you are if you are doing work then i, I don't know keep listening because you enjoy hearing us. So that's that's one perspective, right? Is the uh, I have to live and I need the money to live. So I need money to start because because of that. That's but then the other one is I need the tools that an agency needs. Uh, and OK, first. you don't need go high level <laughs> CRM. You don't need you don't. Every every agency owner is like you need to get go high level because there's like a huge affiliate thing with it. And like. I don't know what that is. So go go high level as a CRM. It's like two hundred fifty bucks. Um, oh, okay. And cool. uh, it's it's not you know it's not expensive uh, by means of like an actual functional CRM. But you don't need it. There are free options like HubSpot. We used HubSpot for three years before we jumped over to the paid version of it with all the other plugins. And yeah, maybe we might save money with go high level because we pay what like five hundred bucks a month for HubSpot. But there's other things that HubSpot does and the integrations that it has with a lot of the tools that we have with our our scale that makes sense for us. Um, but just, but those, they don't even matter when you're starting. Yeah. Just, just because all of your agency friends that are in a big circle jerk are, are you know, purchasing go high level and like setting up all these go high level uh, funnel crap, like doesn't necessarily mean you need it for your agency. You don't. Well, one, you, you literally need nothing. You don't have to have anything. You can start with a Gmail account that you use to communicate with people and just cash checks or Venmo. I mean, you can be creative however you want to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even to be minimally established, back when, okay, back when we, we restructured the business more effectively at zero, our monthly expenses to, quote, cover the cost of operating the business was what was it under 50 bucks a month yeah we just had hosting we had our emails and then we had um, our domain and that was literally it i think that's all you need i mean assuming that you have the home setup you don't even you have yeah, yeah, the and you don't even need hardware. like yeah you don't even need like the um like the host you, you technically you don't even need the hosting like if you want to operate from your facebook page and like let's just say you do social media advertising you know and you don't need a website to start great you don't even need the hosting you don't even need yeah you don't even need the emails because you can just get a free gmail you're getting your stuff from upwork something like that uh upwork's still a thing right people do that yeah i say that I I, yeah i know no, i think generally though like people the the general consensus with it is that it's oversaturated for freelancers which is true oh. so it's okay. so it's like fiverr um but 
uh, you know, I'm saying I just want to make sure I'm not like a dinosaur when I'm saying these things. You know, like when you listen to a podcast and someone says something like, you know, back when a banana was five cents, like, so, I just don't want to be that guy because so, I don't pay attention. Why? <laughs> so my uh, uh, my brother's friend um, who, who we grew up with, my brother's uh, like I don't know, eight years older than me. Um, he uh, he posted a an arcade game like a police trainer arcade game uh, that was up for sale on ebay and he tagged his buddy in it who's like a couple years older than him and uh, it was like a cabinet like a cabinet yeah yep correct yeah yeah and so he's probably like um 39 maybe 40 um or or he's pushing 40 um and uh his comment was like he goes holy shit when i when i become rich this is what i'm gonna get and the cabinet was like 1800 bucks and i was like when you become rich and so like I screenshot it and I sent it to Laura and I go, I have lost, I am out of touch with the common man. <laughs> like, it's me. It's me with the rich. And I was like, I was like 1800 bucks. That's not even like a couch. That's like, that's, that's like I mean, guys, this is a U.S. currency. So if you're not, I mean, or like if you're not in like, um, like an English speaking country, um, you know, 1800 bucks is, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it can be a lot of money in certain situations, but it's not like rich levels of money. <laughs> that's like, that's when, like when we started, that was rich money to me. Yeah, I guess. But when we started, though, like you still had your full time job um, mm. and like eighteen hundred bucks. That's like a, that's like two bedroom rent. Like, mm. I don't know. For me, that's, that's like a tax return. Like when I become rich, just wait till April and get your returns. Like, <laughs> and then, and then yeah, you, I can see both. I because. <laughs> I think it depends, but, but there's, I, I think I, there's two gra- two crowds there, right? You have the I'm not there yet. I'm not making that much money, uh, and in which case, yeah, the agency can help you get there. Mm-hmm. Then you have the golden handcuffs crowd. They're older. They're doing very well, and they're afraid. They're afraid of jumping and making less money, uh, or afraid of transitioning and making less money. And uh, you got to have some hard talks with yourself or long shower thoughts to determine what your priorities really are. I, and I want to say too, like I wasn't, I'm not just like hating on thinking that 1800 bucks or $2,000 is a lot of money. It is. It's not, but I hmm. like, even when I was making minimum wage at seven twenty five, um, not even full time, like 20 hours a week, I still didn't consider that like rich money. Like that was like, that was just like, Oh yeah, it's just out of my reach. Like, which is fine, but like that's when I like I message I message Lauren. I'm like I, I'm am I out of touch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the perspective of what is rich is I think it honestly influences too these the people who might think that they need funds to start certain businesses or whatnot too because I think it's more likely that people I could be completely wrong. I think it's probably more likely that people from better backgrounds think that they need money to start this because you're probably surrounded by an environment that I'm not saying it's bad. It is definitely advantageous. You can grow more quickly if you're cash infused or if you have things to start from uh, instead of going from zero, because Mm -hmm. it's going to take longer Uh, when you, when you have investors or something like that, you're able to accelerate your growth. Um, And maybe that's what some people are used to, or that's what they're surrounded by. And then in which case don't go find the other people. Uh, I, I run into this a lot where because of what we do, people think that I'm in that crowd too. the startup, the, you know, venture capital, uh, grind it out in a weekend kind of thing. I'm not when I don't, I don't agree. Like I don't, it's not a lifestyle I want. Um, you can do it temporarily. Right. But the, the goal isn't to live like that forever. 
in a, in a work environment. But also, I don't want to be on the receiving end of the cash because then I'm obligated to somebody to do something, right? Whoever gave me the money, I have to do something back to them. So that's another reason not to do it with cash is because you re, you know, you know, hold on to your freedom. Even if you start from zero and it takes longer, um, you don't need it and you will retain control. And you might not fully appreciate it now, but when you're bigger, you will because it's not fun when you're doing really well and then you see the money keep going away from you. <laughs> I, I I very rarely see somebody want to start an agency who's not like, already in love with marketing who like wants to start an agency as kind of a means to earn more money um i very i very rarely see those people uh not or i very very rarely see those people be patient i think everybody just wants a lot oh yeah a lot of cash flow right now um or like within a year or two because that's what they see online of like people like generating and uh like you know quote seven figures within like 18 months or something like that, which is all bullshit, 100% lies. And uh, we should, I mean, I want to have a whole episode on like how to spot the fake gurus because every single one of them is uh, very easy to spot. It's just like some of the lies are getting kind of like intricate and almost like very believable. Um, and it, there are simple things too. Like I grew my agency from, you know, uh, six figures to uh, 3.8 million in 18 months. All right, then where are where's your listing on the Inc. Five Thousand list? Like, mm -hmm. like you more than qualify. You'd be like number one. Like, where are you? Or like, I did this with Google Ads. Okay, cool. Show me your partner's badge. If, mm -hmm. if you're that if you're that expensive or you you have that many, like, where's your partner's badge? Like, and like things like the Google Ads partner's badge and things like um, the like Facebook partner's badge. Like those don't just like those just those just come to you. Like if you reach that level, like you're gonna get it. And, mm -hmm. and if you don't have that to show, then you're obviously fake. So, um, uh, I got off on a tangent there cause th this whole episode <laughs> has just been like a big rant for me of what I've been seeing in these groups. And I'm like, I just need to, I need to bitch about I'm, it. I'm not usually active, but I got, uh, not attacked. Uh, people didn't agree with me specifically about SEO tools. And I think we talked about this one before, but a lot of people believe that they need, seo tools especially um <laughs> we just talked about this in a couple episodes ago actually yeah because i was like yeah everybody with keyword research everybody like goes to hrefs or some rush and you're like what <laughs> yeah you don't need to i don't i oh okay here's one i made a i made a comment saying that look you don't if you if you're spending what like a hundred dollars a month in the keyword planner on google you'll get accurate numbers instead of the broad ranges and that's all you need and someone said like well, actually, the keyword planner is for determining <laughs> competitive, you know, competitiveness in Google ads and estimating search volume, blah, blah, blah. And I just responded. I said, are you trolling or serious? Did they ever respond I, to that? Yeah, he said he was serious. And I just gave up. I'm like, well, look, dude, if you don't actually. I can't let that go. Okay. I got to ruin that man's life. Look, <laughs> let me tell people who are listening who might not know otherwise, too. The keyword planner is awesome. I love it. It is great for SEO. It is very good. You will get estimates that are, frankly, more accurate and usable for SEO purposes than you will for Google Ads purposes. When I build Google Ads campaigns now, I I will use the Keyword Planner if it's a completely new topic that I know nothing about. If it's something that I generally know, I'm not even going to estimate. I'm not even going to look at that sort of thing because I'm just going to pick the keywords that I want and that I trust are going to go pretty well. 
then operate from there. But I'm not going to use the keyword planner to go from there. It's way better for looking at search demand for SEO topics and ranking them than it is for actually using uh, for ad purposes at all. And it's just because if you play around with it, you'll notice that it's like Facebook's do. If you tweak a setting and then everything changes, you're like, why would that change it that much? It's because they're just, you know, they're making up their estimates that are going to uh, help them the most. So yeah. that's, I, I, I don't know. I think we've said this before. I started with SEO first, went over to ads later. So I learned how to use the keyword planner for SEO first. And then uh, like my mentors who were teaching me Google ads and that sort of thing, uh, they just didn't use it that much. So it was really strange at first because I'm like, why are the SEOs using the the paid um, yeah. people thing, the P- right? The PPC but, tool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, it's great for SEO and determining like topics and, and uh, search volume estimates. But for ads, even even loca- um, even like location wise, like you can narrow the, the search volume down by location. Whereas like I've already told uh, the girls this, that like search console is great because that'll show you what you're already ranking for, but it's not mm-hmm. going to show you what you're not ranking for. Mm-hmm. But keyword planner will show you demand of what you want to see and mm-hmm. um, or like topics or, or, or whatever or topic clusters that you want to see. And you can narrow it by region where a search console is just general. Like if you're ranking for like in our industry, lawn care, um, that could be lawn care nationally. We don't know because there's no like right. geo modifier on the end of that. Whereas like in, in um, keyword planner, you can actually uh, narrow down the actual geographic region if it's like a local business and then see what the volumes are for that particular keyword in that region. Hmm. Google Trends is also great for that, right? I mean, if you want to see, well, I guess it's not, you're, you're going with, at it with a different mindset. You're going at it with, where is this happening instead of what is happening there? Because if you feed it something, it'll tell you generally where the searches are happening. But it's a different thing. But it is like for SEO, it can be helpful too, which is also free. So I don't know what these guys are talking about when they're saying you have to pay for these things and then that the the keyword planner is not for SEO. I bet I bet he's well, he's probably in a very similar situation to you where he worked at an he works at an agency and he's like and he's probably the PPC guy and he's like, This is where you know, this, oh. is where, this is where we do our competitive research, which is true. I mean, but whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> like, like that's all I, I feel like Forrest Gump right now. And he's like, that's all I had to say about that. Like, I got nothing. I don't, I, I don't I know. I can expand, but I don't even know how. Like, I, I don't know what to. I've had to take, it. I've had to take breaks from these groups because like, I, I know that I'm not, I'm, I'm not susceptible to like the gurus and the setters and closers and the passive income and, and all of this stuff because I, I run a, a successful agency with my partner and I've been in the marketing world for 10 years. I don't need like these, um, I guess, silver bullets that people are trying to sell. But the community is so toxic where it's like, um, if you're not doing this, you're dumb. Like SEO is subjective. Well, let's get that out of the way. Um, what works for somebody will not work for somebody else because of the industry, the market, the niche, whatever. Um, and if you ever, if you ever ask an SEO a question and their answer is anything other than it depends, they're not a real SEO. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, but, but that's like, I've, I've like, I've had to, I told Lauren about this. Like I've had to take breaks from these groups because it's like, just it's mentally draining and it actually makes me feel worse about myself engaging with some of these people <laughs> because everything is sunshine and roses and 
the agency groups is like, oh, we've done this, we've done X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you haven't. Like, I know, you, yeah, I know you haven't, social, but like, right? yeah, it's feeding, it's still feeding my brain and it's just annoying. It's annoying yeah. to see. And that's why like I, a, I fight back and get sloppy. <laughs> it's like a focused highlight reel. I mean, all social media is people showing their best, but when it's talking about agency specifically, they're going to be, I mean, not only just giving their best, but often lying about, that's weird. I don't get that either. I don't know. I, I, I get maybe they're. I try to put myself into problems. the. I try to put myself into the brain of like somebody who's like made this, um, this whole persona of, um, you know, I scaled my company to this. I did X, Y, and Z, and they've got like a really elaborate backstory. And the entire time, I'm like, no, you don't. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it. I don't know. It. It's easier to pick out, I guess, when you do own your own agency and like successfully and, um you know you're just not um I, I don't know naive i guess um but it's it's just i don't know it's annoying I also just i can't relate because i feel the inverse like the better we do the less i care about any of that and the less i even want to be involved just because it's like it's not time well spent whereas we could do it in other parts of the business that are going to be more beneficial um i i just don't I mean, it's partly getting older. You just care less what people think of you and you're doing whatever it is that makes you happy. But um, I think as business improves, I, I am less interested in in the trends and the things that are happening and people are doing too. Because especially when you test things yourself, you find out what people are saying and what's actually happening. They don't match up. They, they don't always. There's often, you know, like, at odds with each other. Stack, Stack Marketer just had that newsletter today where they said... um uh the they're they're split testing the colors of like call to action buttons Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah it doesn't matter what color the button is but like everybody out there like every ux designer or ux guru out there is going to be like yo the color of the button definitely matters and like it doesn't and Mm -hmm. it really doesn't and i mean you can split test it because maybe maybe it does with your audience but um you know this is some of the things that just kind of get perpetuated someone says one thing you know someone of someone of notoriety says one thing and then suddenly all of the um uh i'm trying to think of all the little all the little minions or followers start to copy it minions we call hopefully we can make minions just more of a trend in general i really like it <laughs> i i referred to the girls as minions to um jose our client today yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I guess that's the day. Uh, just heads up, your site's gonna, or Cody's going doing that once over um, to double check the minions' work on uh, the ads and the site. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be ready to launch. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I think it's fun. I, I, but I always find myself explaining it to people because I'm like, no, they like it. They like being called the minions, you know. But <laughs> they're like, do they though? Because if they're minions, they probably can't say how they actually feel. I'm like, no, we've talked about it. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. They better like it. <laughs> uh, anything else on no, needing I... money to to do it? Um, no, I, I did want to apologize to the audience because I feel like this was just a 40-minute bitch fest. And <laughs> I feel like we slung from the... Or, yeah, we, uh, we, we shot from the hip today. And uh, it... it it kind of turned out into just, you know, telling you what we're annoyed about. Um, mm. But what'd be really helpful is if, you know, you as the audience, let us know what you were annoyed about. Or um, if you see anything that you want us to talk about uh, related to some of these gurus and some of what you see in the agency groups, uh, that'd be great too. Yeah. Let's explain. Um, I want to explain a little bit to them about some things that we've, I don't even know if this is the best time to do it, but 
we've like developed some stuff and by we i mean you entirely and i've been blissfully unaware because i've just been working on like <laughs> i'm sitting here going in, i'm sitting here going what what did i develop <laughs> <laughs> well i i've been deep in client work with the massive onslaught of new clients that we've been getting um and jake is you know primarily he's like project management slash acquisition so at this point in time he's got a little bit more time than me so he's been doing like a lot of the podcast work stuff so there are things i've said this before for for me i just show up for the most part which is very cool and very fun we have fun um i have a lot of fun again because jake like manages this and he's done a lot of really cool things uh that i think we should point out so um the website is live and people can contact us with general inquiries right if they want to just mm-hmm. message us mm-hmm. uh yep. there are there's a every episode gets a post and they can comment on the individual posts too yeah you don't need to is sign right? up yep you just first name uh comment yeah so if you want to just make comments on an episode but you know don't have a ton else to say too, do that that's really cool we got one the other day and it came in an email and i was like jake what is this i don't even know what's happening he's like i did this i'm like wow that's cool. I oh, didn't yeah, because you have never looked at the site. No. And then I was like, yeah, it's, it's just a post. You're like, wait, so do all of our episodes get posts? I'm like, yes, <laughs> they all get posts. And then, but what's even my favorite feature about there is if you go to the episode section, you can actually filter the episodes based on the topic. So we have like acquisition, competition, mm, that's financial, cool. growth, hiring, networking, pricing, retention, sales, services, and special episodes for like the holidays. Um, and mm. you don't have to like, because eventually there's going to be like hundreds of episodes. And so, mm-hmm. but maybe there's a specific category you want to hear more about. Maybe you want to hear more about acquisition, um, how we get clients or things like that. Um, you can just click on that and it's literally going to filter every episode by the, uh, what we talked about in that episode. Um, and then yeah. you can subscribe to any channel you want to listen to on there, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got, I mean, we got someone who commented on an episode that just said, Hey, this episode is great. Thanks. And it's like, great. That was great. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Seriously, um, that makes me happy if you go and do that. Uh, so do it. Yeah, and, but, we'll, and we'll respond to you. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, it's really cool. Um, I I mean, we talk about it with transparency, too. But, I mean, we're, we're so small and we're working on so many different things that, like, Jake and I's communication isn't completely perfect. There are things that we do that we find out later. I'm like, wow, awesome. I didn't even know that happened. This, uh, is, one this of is a case of that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly well it was funny because when i was setting the the episode or when i was setting the website up and i was getting like google analytics and ga4 and uh search console tag manager all set up i was like well i don't know how to do this i'm gonna go through documentation because i haven't set up google analytics (laughs) for like five years and Mm -hmm. then i just follow it like i had to go through like five different documentation processes but i I just followed through and i got everything set up and i was like wow this is cool (laughs) (laughs) you're like cody has great documentation this is great (laughs) awesome like i haven't had to look at this in a long time yeah I haven't. last time i set up analytics was like 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 universal analytics on like the original evergrowth site i haven't touched it since mm-hmm. yeah we got ta4 um another funny thing I, I would just say is so we we have an email list but as far as i know we don't actually we're not doing anything with it yet like we're, we're building it but we're not actively reaching out to to people who signed up yet um is that right jake or do you have something that i don't even know is uh that's correct yeah on? there's nothing okay. we're, we're not i mean if you're subscribed to like the rss feed or spotify or apple like you're gonna get notified anyways yeah i imagine we'll eventually get to the point too where like yeah we at least send out 
notifications. Hey, new post, come check it out if you want, if you need a reminder. Um, but it's also just a reminder that like, this isn't a money grab for us. We're not trying to milk this for cash. And in fact, it's been kind of surprising how much it has grown with it just being a natural, mm-hmm. I don't know, natural thing, not artificial. I don't feel like there's no fakeness here. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the community that, that we're building and, and people reaching out to me on Facebook and, and through the website. And it's really cool to see that people are kind of moving away from the whole guru mentality and then actually diving into what you know owning a real agency is like and, and actually taking our advice. And there, there's people who are reaching out to us that are actually bigger than us um, who like don't have productized services or who haven't niched down but are struggling to grow. Um, huh. Yeah, I, I didn't tell you about that. But yeah, there's... <laughs> I feel like... I don't even know how to describe how I feel about that. I'm like, it feels like um, maybe when you're at a football game and you look around and everybody's like hyper masculine dudes and you just feel like a kid with a lollipop or something. Like, I feel like I'm not qualified. Well, Ameri- to- American football, because there is no yeah, such yeah, thing yeah. as a hyper masculine soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a better example would just be like, you show up for a job that you lied on your resume, right? And you're like, ah, what? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> we know what we're doing, but it, it's definitely strange and weird when when people are like, "I want advice." I'm like, "What do you want advice on?" Like, you're you've done you've you're at a point that's further than us in time. Like, we're we're doing everything on a trajectory to get there, but as far as you know, just the, the passing of time, you're further along. So, I think I think it's because of how we decided to grow, like foundationally, and and focusing on processes and procedures and productization. Uh, we have a stronger base, like a stronger foundation than a lot of uh, bigger companies mm-hmm. have. And they're kind of seeing the things that uh, they wish they would have done. Mm. And, and being grounded is like a hard thing, but I don't know how to teach it other than like have strong convictions and make them work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. What do you, how you teach that or say it? But because, you know, we're doing things that we want to do. them. Uh, however, other people want to do it. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> well, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. I already hit in 45 minutes. So, all right, cool. everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you in uh, the next episode, which, by the way, uh, we'll actually, it uh, looks like we'll actually be having our first guest on. Um, but it's not going to be one of those like normal like interview guests. It's just going to be like, uh, uh, we're going to have our own topic we want to talk about, but also have their input on it as well. Um, so I'm so stoked. Yes. We're going to, so we're, we're going to keep our same format. It's going to be this, you know, the same, like two guys, um, uh, you know, just nonchalantly talking about things, except there's going to be a third dude there. So three dudes nonchalantly talking about things. Um, yeah. I'm glad you continued that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for cool. listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.